Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Happy Tuesday. It's the Players' Day off, but we still hang out, talk Packers each and every day here on Cheesehead TV because it's how we roll. It's what we do. And what the Packers do is unearth talent at the wide receiver position. Holy Toledo, what a game from Bo Melton on Sunday night. The first Packers receiver in 2023 to crack 100 yards in a single game now he needed a late shot there on third down probably rubbing it in the vikings face a little bit with it but i don't mind it but look it's pretty incredible when you are down as many pieces of the offensive puzzle as the packers were on sunday night and you can still just roll out dudes from your practice squad and have them put up 100 yards now since then melton has been rewarded with a spot on the 53-man roster. The Packers signing him yesterday while placing Samari Torre on injured reserve. Didn't know you could get on injured reserve for a hurt to your pride. I'm sure he's got a legit injury. I'm just saying that we all saw the muff punt and it was ugly. But hey, shout out and congrats to Bo Melton. The fact that he bided his time the way he did these last two years and really showed up when the Packers needed him to. Uh, there's no doubt that I think there's going to be some opportunities for him going forward. You can't replicate his speed. And you look at the work he's done these last two weeks, both against the Vikings and against the Panthers, and you see a guy who has a good feel for the game and knows where to be in certain situations, where to sit down in zone, when to you know break out of his route, so to speak, and work back to the quarterback. Just really good all-around work from Melton these last two games. Hopefully get a little bit more of that on Sunday against the Bears. Get him back in the end zone again. Let him do a Lambeau leap. I'm all about that life. Um, excited to see how he contributes here going forward, not only for whatever remains of this season, but into next season as well. Put him in the mix because it sure looks like he could be a regular contributor on a Packers offense that is starting to look like it's going to be pretty tough to stop. And it doesn't matter who you're mixing and matching at the receiver spots. Uh, they're going to find a way to get open, and they're going to find a way to get in the end zone. Love to see it. Hello to everybody in the comment section. So good to see everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Um, sorry I missed you all yesterday. Uh, just needed a little uh, time there in the afternoon for a couple family things, but I am back. Good to talk to everyone. Thanks to all of you who joined us on Carry the G Radio this afternoon. Billy and I noted that it's our uh, biggest audience yet. Uh, here on YouTube anyway. So uh, really appreciate you guys hanging out, consuming the content, doing what you do. Please, hey, while you're here, hit like on this video. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to the channel because all we do is talk Packers 365 days a year. You're going to like it if you haven't. Uh, what's up, boys and girls? We've got Team McCrath starting us off with a super chat. If they can't beat us, is it a rivalry? Shout out to 12 for still carrying the G over in New York. Forever a Packer. Bears still suck. Go Pack Go. Yes, saw that clip from Aaron Rodgers on the McAfee program talking about the Bears and the fact that, you know, they've lost to the Packers nine in a row. And over the last 30 years, the Packers have absolutely owned them. You know, the, we're going to be living rent free in the Bears heads for probably quite a while. You know, we have been for years now, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Even if the Bears miraculously turn this corner, right? Whether it's with Fields or with a rookie quarterback next year and become a good football team. Forget a, like a formidable one, just a good football team. 
it's been a long time since we've been able to like have the Packers and the Bears kind of on the ascent with two young, fun, you know, star-like quarterbacks. Man, it'd be nice to get a rivalry going again. Because as Aaron notes, is it really a rivalry if you're just kicking somebody's ass all the time? Because that's been the case. Pack Daddy, thanks for the super chat. Best stat from Sunday, Aaron Jones, 21 touches. I mean, it's really apparent when you look at those games, these last two games against the Panthers and the Vikings. Look at Aaron Jones being really involved. Oh, look at the offense scoring over 30 points each week. Like, it is not hard to draw a line from one to the other. And it's never as simple as just hand the ball off to Jones, though it borders on that. But just getting him involved, his ability to not only make things happen in the running game, but also in the passing game, which they haven't really leaned on too much yet in his return here to regular action. But there is zero doubt when you look at the zone scheme that they run, his vision, his cutback ability, and even when there's not much there, his ability to get skinny through a crease, he just is so valuable as far as staying ahead of the sticks, keeping you in good down and distance, and making sure your quarterback is in good situations. He changes the whole dynamic in that regard. Absolutely love to see it. Uh, what else we got here, folks? We got Joe. Thanks, brother. Well, Jordan did love to the Lions and Vikings second time around. Makes me feel pretty good about Sunday. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Uh, you got to remember, though, the Bears are a very, very different football team. A very, very much improved football team over what... Jordan Love and company saw week one. Now, obviously, the Packers are much better than they were earlier this season as well. But the Bears have been playing lights out on the defensive side of the ball over the course of the last six, seven games. So it is going to be a very, very tough test for Jordan and company. Jeezy, baby, what's going on? This season has been a roller coaster of emotion. No doubt about it. And longtime Packers Daily listeners and viewers know that's what I told you was coming. Ups and downs, long stretches of frustration, some highs, they get excited, and then all of a sudden, you're crashing down again. That is life, not only with a first-time starter at quarterback, but when you have such a dramatic shift in your roster, it's going to take some time to figure stuff out. No question about it. Go Pack, what's up? Do all of our receivers have above-average speed? I don't know about all of them, but they certainly are a speedier, more explosive group than we've seen in Green Bay for a long, long time. That's one of the things that's I think most people were surprised about when Brian took Jaden Reed, who by most of their athletic thresholds is fine, but like doesn't quite hit that normal height threshold. So Brian going a little bit outside his norm, uh, comfort zone, so to speak, has produced some pretty excellent results. Hey, Nags, did you feel the earthquake in Astoria, Queens, Roosevelt Island, or wherever you may roam? Uh, Mr. Mikey, no, I did not. I was actually here in Manhattan in the studio when it happened this morning. Um, my daughter was, my oldest daughter was in Astoria, and she didn't feel it. Uh, but a buddy of mine on Roosevelt Island definitely felt, felt it, and I think it originated in Roosevelt Island, actually. Um, but the last time I felt a earthquake here in New York was when I was working at Blackstone and I was on the 43rd floor and the building literally felt like it was bouncing a skyscraper bouncing. I don't ever want to feel that again. That, that was not fun. Bryson, what's going on, man? Love how the Packers have these similar stories of GMs taking chances on quarterbacks and how their legacies are connected to each other. 
Yeah, it is interesting. And I loved seeing the video of Brian Gutekunst, you know, being there when Jordan Love was the last one off the field and giving him a quick bro hug, so to speak. You know, that's his guy. To your point, that's who his that's who will forever basically define his legacy, no matter what else happens. That is his A number one, his guy, the man who he moved on from Aaron Rodgers from. And so far, looks like it's paying off, but a lot of ball game left. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. What else we got here, folks? Terminal Frost, how you doing? On draft day, when Jaden Reed's name was called, I'm sure a lot of us said, who is that? We know now. I mean, I knew him very vaguely from doing some draft stuff, but yeah, I didn't. Ex- I certainly didn't expect the Packers to take him. Uh, that was a surprise. <laughs> Dusty. It's Packers Bears week. Time for a Chester Markle appreciation post. I'm as hopped up for this game as Chester was after halftime. One of the greatest moments in NFL history. No doubt about it. Pogs, I liked Kraft lowering the shoulder versus hurdling, hit and run through them. Pogs, not only that, but if you check out, uh, that was certainly appreciated. Uh, The second time, there was a second reception. He did his first reception. He actually stiff-armed a dude and if you go and look at cheeseheadtv.com right now and three things that make you go hmm from al 
he actually has a cut up of Kraft's stiff arm, which is so dope. Um, yeah, stiff arm these dudes, man, or run through them. You're a tight end, you're not a hurdler. I love to see it. Menace, how you doing, man? For four plus years, we've heard Matt LaFleur say, we're saving 33 legs. Make sure he's fresh. This is the time. This is the stretch Matt LaFleur knew all along. <laughs> yes, all part of the grand design. I don't know if you noticed, but there were several times on Sunday night where post-play you saw Aaron Jones looking at the sideline and giving either a thumbs up or tapping and saying, I need a, I need a breather. I think they're, they're going to let Jones pretty much decide when he's in or when he's out. Because to your point, now is the time. You got to make a postseason push. You need all your best players out on the field, but they will still undoubtedly listen to Jones when it comes to how he's feeling. Oh, Mike asks: Is Jair traveling with more on Sunday? I doubt it. Uh, I, I know they had success against Justin Jefferson in that regard last year in Lambeau. I think we'll see a bit of it, but I don't think you're ever going to see that exclusively. I think you'll see a lot more zone like we did Sunday night. Joe, thanks again, man. More likely to be a Packer in 2024, Jones or Bakhtiari? Ooh, baby. That's a tough one. Honestly, probably. I'm going to lean towards Jones, but I think both of them are back, probably. I think there's some hard, hard conversations that have to be had about both of their contracts, but um, thankfully we don't have to worry about that for a bit yet. Ed, what's going on? Thanks for the super chat. Beat the Bears. We will all feel the earth move beneath our feet. Playoffs. Happy New Year. I just, I, it's just awesome that we are sitting here early January with meaningful Packers football this season. Like last season, Aaron Rodgers at the end of his career, you think, yeah, you should be in that conversation, right? But given the turning of the page and the roster and everything hell that was going on even back in October. To be sitting here knowing that the Packers just win and they're in the playoffs, that's nuts. And they're still in play for the sixth seed. Forget the seventh seed. They could still get the sixth seed. That's nuts, man. That is absolutely nuts. And again, that's a testament to Matt LaFleur. Rick asks, any thoughts on picking up Dalvin Cook, who was released earlier today by the Jets? Um, no. It's old and done and... He's a running back at the end of his career. No. No. Absolutely not. Richard, is Watson close to playing this week? That is an incredibly good question that I have zero info on, and we probably won't hear anything about until tomorrow. Um, hopefully. Hope, fingers crossed, he's out on the practice field tomorrow. And if he is in any capacity, that's a good sign. That's a step in the right direction. However, my one worry there is for the last two weeks, he has not participated at all. It's not just like, you know, oh, he did stretch and then did some individual stuff and then didn't do team stuff. He hasn't touched a practice field at all the last two weeks. He, he has been listed as a did not participate every single practice. It's never a good sign. Now, maybe they're just letting that, you know, hamstring heal completely up until they put him on a field again, but it's uh, disconcerting, to say the least. It would be amazing to get him back out there and pair him with the weapon that is Bo Melton. I kid, kind of. Adam, what's going on? Thanks so much for the super chat. Do you think LaFleur will utilize more two tight end sets when Musgrave returns? 
both look like bona fide threats in the passing game. Love to see it. Go pack go. I do, Adam. He was asked about that. I think it was last week. And he said, yes, the, the possibilities, the prospects are undeniably exciting, right? I think, you know, what will be fun to watch is how he plays against expectation because we all, you know, you look at Musgrave, clearly he's the pass catcher, right? And Kraft is more of an inline guy, but you can really try to utilize them in different ways and even split Kraft out and use Musgrave in line and then have them, you know, Musgrave go out or whatever. I, I think trying to play with uh, the two of them in this system is going to be a lot of fun. And it can really, I mentioned this last week, can really mess with a defensive coordinator as far as how you match up personnel wise and trying to play with that expectation and then coming out of the huddle and maybe not, you know, deploying them the way you would expect and catching defenses in some kind of like more power bulk for personnel groups and then being able to split both of those, both of these guys out and utilize them in the passing game. The prospects are fun. No question about it. <laughs> I love the internet. There's a rumor that Joe Barry got fired. How on earth would they fire Joe Barry after that game? I mean, sure. Maybe I'll get done here and I'll turn on Twitter and someone will be like, yep, Barry's been fired. I'd be shocked though. Jeezy baby, what's going on? Christian Watson too fast for his body? Man, that is a uh, way above my pay grade question. I don't even know what that really means. Um, and we saw him pregame. He looked good. He was cutting, running, looking uh, like Christian Watson. Um, I I don't know about too fast for his body. I, I will say there's something to the idea of maybe being too tightly wound, a little too much work in the offseason on certain areas of your body, legs, what have you. But, you know, they got very smart trainers and sports science people inside that building which i am sure they are going to be having long discussions with both christian and probably whoever he works with out with in the off season to try and get a handle on the problem porkmaster what's going on man if amari rogers turned out to be average we may not have drafted reed always sucks missing on a pick but super long term i think that miss helped yeah, there's that's a positive way of spinning it no doubt about it um we know brian really fell in love with rogers during the during that kind of year and then into the draft process. I mean, hell, he moved up to get him, right? But, yeah, I think that the idea of needing another slot guy, though I don't think they ever pigeonholed him as such. They knew he could do that, but they knew also that he could do a lot more. Yeah, if, if Rodgers works out or is even, you know, somewhat reliable and they use him as a wide receiver day in and day out, maybe they don't make the read pick, you know? But it's still a... Pretty significant swing and a miss, especially since you traded up to get him. But all is forgiven, given how great this this class of wide receivers and pass catchers looks, no doubt about it. Rob asks, when will the kid from Africa play? I'm not even going to attempt to say his name because I'll butcher it. Um, he probably won't play. Um, the whole idea of that program is to you know, give these guys an opportunity to be around a team for a season. You get a roster exemption for having the guy on your practice squad. Um, but the idea is not about getting him on the field to play. Now, could he eventually maybe earn some playing time long, like down the road? It's a possibility, but I don't think that's ever going to happen this season. Uh, Soder, thanks for the super chat, man. Ringo to Bowman to McCarron was a heck of a 30-year run at center. 
it's a really good call, man. Really good call. Um, Soder referencing the passing of Ken Bowman, the starting center on three championship teams for Vince Lombardi. Uh, I put up a video about it actually a little bit ago. You want to check that out. But yes, the fact that he stepped in to start at center his rookie year after they traded away Ringo. I mean, you talk about having some big shoes to fill. Bowman did it well. Um, and as I, I said on Twitter and the video, people probably remember him most, if they do, uh, from his playing days for his part in the double team block of Jethro Pugh that helped Bart Starr get in the end zone on the quarterback sneak that helped them win the ice bowl. But, you know, there are so many guys who played with him who talk about his toughness and the fact that he lost his starting job the year prior to the ice bowl and then you know came in to the super bowl because curry got hurt and then during I mean, his shoulder was still messed up like he he lost his starting job because he you know dislocated his shoulder in a preseason game curry goes in starts the balance of the year at center goes down in the super bowl due to an ankle injury bowman comes in literally his shoulder pops out at one point in the game and he just snaps it back in against one of his teammates and doesn't miss a snap and finishes the game and helps them win a, the very first Super Bowl. That's a Packers legend right there. Absolute legend. But yeah, Soder, to your point, to go from Ringo to Bowman to McCarron, that is a damn fine run. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Wendy Vance, thanks so much for the super chat. The crowd needs to be amped for the game on Sunday. Bummed I have to be in Arizona, but sending my kids to be loud and proud. There you go. That's called, that's called like generational carrying of the G. You got to send the kids if you can't be there. I absolutely love it. And I do like that it's a 420 game, 420 Eastern, 320 Central. You know, give that crowd a little extra time to get a little liquored up, a little fun juice and get loose and have a good time and cheer the Packers vic to victory. I like that. I like it. Jeezy baby. How you doing, man? I wish I could be in the crowd for the game. It's going to be so electric. Don't give the bears hope slash momentum. The lions got last year beating us. 
Yeah, the the last year comparison is going to happen all week. No doubt about it. Feels like a very different team, though. Uh, talking to Wayne Larravee today on Care of the G Radio, he made the point. Like, think about where eight and what eight and eight felt like last year. Now think about what eight and eight feels like this year. Very different proposition. Very different vibe around this team as compared to last year. I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Peter, no, we haven't heard anything about Myers yet. I brought that up on the radio today. I, tomorrow is the first crack we'll get at Lafleur, and I'm sure he'll be <sighs> coach about it. But uh, we'll get any kind of indication, like he'll be out there at practice or he won't. So hopefully start to get some news in that regard tomorrow. Married guy says hit the like button, and I couldn't agree more. Hit the like button, people. Talik Cowden, thanks for the super chat. How much of a possibility is it that the Packers could change their organizational philosophy on defense, drafting, developing, bringing in certain free agents? Yeah, I got to think there'll be some kind of discussion regarding what they want to do on the defensive side of the ball, not only from a coordinator scheme standpoint, but what they look for when they're drafting, when they're bringing in free agents, the type of player that they want. I mean, like I said, they kind of changed paradigm a little bit on offense. I would suspect there's got to be some conversation about it. Ultimately, though, I doubt much changes. I think it, Brian and company have a way of working. They're going to trust that process, whether we love it or not. And the new D coordinator, whoever that might be, will have to make it work. That is my guess. But I've been surprised before. So Lethal Weapon 2 was a copy of Bowman. Didn't he do that in one? Maybe it was two. I can't remember. But yes, everybody's copying Bowman, essentially. Joe, what's going on, man? Did Joe Barry finally crack the code, or did we just get lucky against a third-string QB? All right, I'm never going to call it lucky in the NFL. You know, there's a lot of work that goes into this and a lot of hours spent working up game plans, practicing, meetings, what have you. But they did take advantage of a rookie quarterback who really did not look the part at all in any meaningful way. And even when Mullins came in, you could like the game was at a certain situation at that point that there was never really any kind of threat with what they had at quarterback. Um, and this is the issue I had last year. You'll remember after the bye week, you know, they had that kind of mini run there at the end, and a lot was made about oh, they got all these turnovers and things, but like there was context there, and they were like taking advantage of some situations that man. Like, I just hope that doesn't cloud the vision when it comes to, yeah, it's time to move on from Joe Barry, regardless of what happened on Sunday night or whatever happens on Sunday. Uh, did it feel like the Packers were playing with a little more juice? It did. It really did. Everything. All three phases. And I know there's the horrible muff and then there's the missed extra point, but you got to give Versace a credit for the way the coverage units were playing. Like, to your point, man, they had some juice. They were getting after it. That was one of the better jobs I've seen them do as far as limiting returns and being down there and just really kind of all hats to the ball, something you hear Matt talk about all the time. Uh, but, yes, I think it was quite noticeable, especially compared to the last time they played the Vikings. I think they were really up for this one. All right, buddy, I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor and hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Patreon members, Carry the G Club members, I'll see you at happy hour at 6 p.m. Eastern. The rest of you, 
please hit like, hit subscribe. Thank you so much. Talk to you tomorrow. Go Pack Go.